celebrate today the third Sunday of Advent. And it's good to remember that Advent as Lent is a season of preparation and expectation. For four weeks, we prepare our hearts. We grow in longing for the coming of Christ in the season of Christmas. We pray that through the action of the Holy Spirit, through mediation of the liturgy of the church, Christ may be born in us. It's a powerful grace we are praying in this Advent. And in this third Sunday of Advent, we reflect on the theme of joy. This is called Gaudete Sunday. Gaudio means joy. And first reading, the psalm, the second reading, have that kind of background music. The call to rejoice. And the gospel invites us to walk this path towards joy through the virtue of humility. You can think of a two-way street. One leads to a, not a place we want. It's, the first way is the way of pride that leads to sadness. It's crazy to know how when we're prideful, we kind of end being sad. Prideful people are competing, they get angry easily, they're self-sufficient, we cannot develop strong friendships, and so on and so forth. The road of pride leads to sadness. And that's why the opposite road, the opposite way, the, the path of humility leads to joy. And this is what we see in John the Baptist. He was both very joyful and very humble. He was joyful when Mary visits Elizabeth. Mary greets Elizabeth. Both are pregnant. Mary with Jesus, Elizabeth with John the Baptist. And as soon as Elizabeth hears the greeting, John the Baptist, he jumps inside the room. He leaps for joy. Sometimes we can think of John the Baptist as this gloomy figure in the desert. But from the beginning of his life, he was a joyful, joyful baby. And in the gospel, we see that he was a humble person. Think of all the kind of statements he, he said. I am not the light, but I give testimony to the light. I testify to the light. I am not the Christ, but I am a voice in the desert to bring the way for the Lord. I baptize with water, he will baptize with the Spirit. That's very humble. It's like, I baptize with water. My baptism is very simple. Wait for Jesus, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And even more, then he says, I cannot untie the straps of his sandals. That was the job of a slave in the time of the Lord. So John the Baptist says, Jesus is so much better than me. He is so above me. I cannot even do what a slave would do. All these statements reveal a deep humility. And that's what causes joy. The virtue of humility is a very 
liberating and relaxing virtue. And that's why it's the road, one of the roads that leads to joy. There are many others, like service and prayer and love. But humility is one of the ways to access joy. And John the Baptist, he gets this very well, like, I am not the Christ. I know who I am. I know, I know who Jesus is. And that's the source of a big joy. I don't know if you remember what Catherine of Siena heard from the Father in that book, The Dialogue. It's a book where Catherine relates all the revelations God the Father did to her. And one time, the Father says, Catherine, there are two essential things you should know in life. The first one is that I am God. The second one, you are not. It seems very simple. But if we truly believe that, that's the path to a deep freedom. God is God and we are not. And that's the essence of the humility of John the Baptist. I am not the Christ. Jesus is. So how can humility help us be more joyful? In the first place, the humble person knows that he gets his or her attention from God. He rejoices in the love of God, in a sense. You all, we all know how ugly pride can be. It leads us to this race for attention, this ongoing desire to please others, to perform, this sadness that comes when others get more credit, more attention than us, what we call also envy. Envy is very much rooted in pride and vanity. Or the sadness that comes when we see how imperfect or sinful or weak we are. So in many ways, pride leads to sadness. But John the Baptist, he was humble. And he knows that Christ is better than him. And in a sense, he rejoices in that. Think of from the point of view of like business. Imagine like he has his store for baptism. He says like, I baptize with water. Well, maybe I will let, get like two or three people. It will be this side of the church. But Jesus baptized with the Holy Spirit. And he gets all these people. A longer crowd going to the Lord. And he rejoices. Because he rejoices that God is God. That's very liberating. When you kind of get down because of your sins or your weaknesses, it's good to say, well, I am not the Christ. But God is, and I can rejoice in him. And moreover, even when I don't get all the attention and all the success, even though when I'm not in the first place, God does pay attention to me. I think that was the key of the freedom, the joy, and the humility of John the Baptist. 
He says, I am not the Christ. But I know the Christ loves me. If you read other Gospels that show how Jesus speaks of John the Baptist, he speaks of him very highly. And that's why we can rejoice even though others get more credit or more success. So that's the first level where we can see how humility allows you to rejoice. The more humble you are, the more you realize who you are for the Lord, how much he loves you, how important you are for him. What an amazing attention he has for each one of us. And that begins to be the most profound, the deepest food of your soul, in a sense. The attention God pays to you. So you become more relaxed and more free before the opinion of others and this race for competition and performance. The second reason why humility can lead to joy is because when you are humble, you can see that you are a broken instrument in a bigger plan. The humble person sees himself or herself as part of a bigger plan. And he or she surrenders to that plan. On the contrary, the, the prideful person is the one who wants to write the story of their lives with their own strength. They don't want to give up control. They don't want to surrender to someone else. They want to do all by themselves. They are self-sufficient. But humility leads you to see yourself as part of a bigger narrative, a bigger story that is unfolding in history. That's why John the Baptist was able to rejoice before the success and the greatness of Christ. Because he says, I am part of this great mission, this great redemption. I don't do it all. I just do one small task in this whole narrative that is unfolding. In this story of salvation, I just do this small chapter. And that's enough for me. That's why he can rejoice that Jesus is coming, that he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. He will get more attention than him because they're not competing. He's part of the same team. And the same happened with us when we are humble. We learn to be content with the tasks God gives us. We learn to be content with our own mission. Important or not so important. We learn to be humble and to say, okay, this is my part in this story that is unfolding. Yesterday, I had the blessing of going to a wedding. Some of you were there. And I did nothing. I was celebrating. I didn't have to preach. I didn't have to do nothing. I just, like, stand, stood there, like, and I look holy and uh, intelligent. That's what was my task. 
and Monsignor Sayak presided and he preached, it was very joyful because I could rejoice in what was happening between this couple, this woman that I met 15 years ago. So the story was unfolding and I was just doing my small, small task, being there and looking holy and don't open your mouth like, and keep your mask on. But that was very liberating. That was very beautiful. And the same is life. All of us, we have a small task and mission the Lord gives us. And the humble person rejoices in that. The Lord is using me. And I don't need to do it all. I'm just a small fragment in this bigger picture. Think, what is your life in the immensity of this planet Earth and the vastness of time? What does my life matter in a sense? Like, I'm one priest among millions, well, not millions, but many in this city that is a small city in the whole universe in the middle of history. Why my life matter? Why your lives matter? Because of love, because of the greatness of the mission that is being unfolded. And the humble person also rejoices because he knows that perfection is not needed completely to be an instrument. God can use us even though we are broken. And even though we're imperfect, you know the saying like, God writes crook, uh, straight with crooked lines. God does a beautiful story with imperfect instruments. The humble person is the one that allows God to write the story of his or her life. And even though the pencil is not so good. Pope Francis says this in his document on Joseph. You know that last December 8, Pope Francis says this whole year is devoted to St. Joseph. He's a patron of the Universal Church. And personally, for our community, it's a great sign of confirmation because St. Joseph is the patron of the St. John Society. Don't ask me why. I, I could tell you, but don't ask me now why it's not St. John, but St. Joseph. And in this document that is very short, Pope Francis says, Joseph then teaches us that faith in God includes believing that he can work even through our fears, our frailties, and our weaknesses. He also teaches us that amid the tempests of life, we must never be afraid to let the Lord steer our course. At times, we want to be in complete control. Yet God always sees the bigger picture. So Joseph, he had doubt. He did not understand the plan of God completely. But he trusted. And he allowed God to guide his life. Trusting that God was seeing the bigger picture. 
So he surrenders to the plan of God. He was humble, as John the Baptist. He was humble as Mary. If you look at the nativity scene, all the characters, they are humble. All the characters, they allow God to guide them, even though they don't get the whole picture at once. They surrender. So that's the second reason why humility leads to joy. Because when you are humble, you surrender to God and you allow God to use you in your life. Even though you have weaknesses and sins, God in a mysterious way also uses your frailties, your imperfections, the things you cannot overcome. Paul says God has a plan and he is faithful and he will accomplish it. He will accomplish it. And that's the joy of the humble one, the simple one. So for this week, I invite you to pray with the words, I am not the Christ. I was thinking of giving you the litanies of humility. But I need to confess, last Saturday, I prayed those litanies. And then on Sunday, I got injured playing soccer. So I thought, I'm not going to pray those litanies again, at least for a while. Because they work. So... If you don't want to be humiliated in life, one, don't pray the litanies of humility. Like, two, be humble. That's the only way not to be humiliated. Just be humble. Because humiliation is the way to humility. So start with this. Pray with these words of John the Baptist or the line of Catherine of Siena. You are God and I am not. Pray. I am not the Christ. When you don't have strength to do something, well, I am not the Christ. But someone mightier than I is at work in this world. When someone gets more attention or credit than you, I am not the Christ. I am not the center of the universe. God, people don't need to worship me. I'm not the blessed sacrament. I am not the Christ, but God loves me, and he knows me, and he counted the hairs in my head. When you feel down because of your sins and imperfections, I am not the Christ. I'm not the Immaculate Conception. Remember that. I'm broken. God loves me. He uses me. When you want to Hold your own plans and do write the story of your life. And when you feel tempted not to give up control, I am not the Christ. I surrender to this bigger plan. I want him to steer the course of my life. God opposes the proud, says St. Peter but bestows favor on the humble. God opposes the proud. Bestows favor on the humble. We are not the Christ. But when we come to Mass, 
Christ comes to live in us. We are not the Christ, but in the mystery of his love, God wants to raise you up to be a heir of the kingdom, a son, a daughter, a beloved son, beloved daughter of the Father. You are not the Christ, but God wants to give you all the blessings that Christ has received. But for that, we need to be humble. He opposes the proud, but bestows favor on the humble. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time.